This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 211 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Girls of Gavin. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. This week's sponsor is Kentucky Performance Products. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. I am Glenn the Geek. And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. This is the first time we've done an, uh, the whole introduction without 55 takes. I know, I know. Nothing for the blooper <laughs> reel this week. But We're give me time. It. It'll We're happen. It. It'll happen. Hey, so before, are you are you high and dry? Yeah, we, we actually missed uh, Isaac. It kind of went around Ocala. We had very little rain. We had taken all the precautions and got everything in. And then... Uh, also, we bring the horse to a neighbor's about a mile down the road that has a concrete block barn. Did so, you do that? Yep, we did that. And, you know, be, and because we did that, we didn't get much at all. Um, of course, yep. of course. <laughs> now, if we hadn't done that, we'd have got, it, it would have turned right and hit right for us. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we do want to give our best to everybody in the Gulf states and Wellington. Southern Florida got hit really hard. They, were, they had some bad flooding down in Wellington. And you know, I've been seeing bad. these pictures pop up on Facebook, and um, I... You know, one of the things that you, seeing Wellington like literally underwater, yep. I, I you just it mobilizes people to do things, and I think that's one of the nice things about Facebook is that we're posting pictures of what's happening in our lives, and things like this, like storms and the challenges and struggles that we go through, whether it was the fires out west or the water, you know, Isaac down south. I, I just see people mobilizing and saying, "Hey, can I help?" and um, you know. You really, we're, it's almost like we're experiencing it with them. Well, yeah, and much more so now with with uh, Twitter and Facebook and and all 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 of that media that we never had before. Even during Katrina, we didn't really have that. No, um, no. Whereas we do now, and and we see our friends. Well, Michelle uh, Bergeron of Rightly Equestrian Center called the show uh, called Wednesday morning on the Horses in the Morning show as the hurricane was just starting to hit her property. Uh, and she called us and said, well, it's here, you know, and she's in Baton Rouge. Uh, so we want, we want to just give our best to everybody that was affected by what happened down there. Um, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you all. And on that note, I want to thank all of our listeners. Uh, a press release came out this week from the Kentucky Horse Council. You remember, right, last year we did a fundraiser over the summer for the Kentucky Horse Council disaster relief for everybody that had been affected by all the disasters last year. Yes. Yep. And horse the, world gives back. The terrible tornadoes that happened, and we had all those people on who lost their homes and their horses, and it was a traumatic what evening for us. And 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 the listeners donated lots of money. Well, the Kentucky Horse Council Disaster Relief Fund has has used a lot of that money for helping people all across many states. Well, they've decided that that's almost the fund is almost became too big and became too hard to manage and what they did is they now they've now given $5000 of what was left in there to the uh, USEF disaster relief fund the disaster relief fund the United States Equestrian Federation has one that they can you know they have more people then they can handle the administration and getting the monies out to people all across the country so they've done that and now they've started a Kentucky fund uh, and they're doing a much smaller operation just with Kentucky people that are affected so but that you know, they still had five thousand dollars left after all the help they gave, and that was partially thanks to the the money that came in from the telethon that we did. That is so awesome to hear that a fund has gotten so big; it's difficult to manage. That's amazing. We, it's true. We we're like, wait, somebody, a horse person needs help. Okay, hold on. And and even those people who don't have money to, to give, it's like, oh wait, I have extra bales of hay, I have truck, I have chainsaws. It's like we will give anything that we have. It's such a tight bond, and we don't even with 
with folks we don't know. Well, and, and you know, after this year is over, we might be doing another uh, another telethon to help raise money for people to buy hay. You know, with the drought and everything, and hay prices going through the roof. So, you know, but anyway, thank you everybody. Thank you to listeners who helped out on that project we did last year. It was it's greatly appreciated and still helping people. Well, what about today? We're going to have a show. We're going to have a show. We have an update for you today. And um, a couple weeks back, we had on um, another horse friend of ours, Sissy Finn, who is from up here in the Boston area. We've been sort of chronicling the adventures of, I call her Sister Finn, because uh, she's, well, she's like everybody's sister. She's just so warm and friendly. She's definitely a really good representation of of the horse world and what makes equestrian special. You know what I picture when I hear the name Sissy Finn, don't you? No. When I hear the name Sissy Finn, I... uh, um, a picture comes into my mind of a pub and a girl sitting there in riding beach, breeches with a big beer in front of her. Cause that, that would be Sissy. Isn't it a Sissy Finn? I mean, that's, that's a name you'd, you'd find in a pub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, her, her, um, her given name is Ruth Ann. Ruth Ann Finn. But she grew up with brothers and they had always called her sister or Sissy. And that's and then obviously you know these names that we get when we're kids stick, and um, so that's sort of how she came to be known. And um, she's very much a sissy. Well, so, you know, uh, gonna... Ruth Ann is not a name you hear anymore. That's not a name that anybody gives their kids anymore, is it? That's one of those names. No, no, it's one of those names, and I like it because it's old and traditional, and you don't hear it. And um, well, Helena it's just is sort of too. I mean, that's a, that was an old fashioned name. Now that kind of came back in a little bit. Um, I am starting to meet more people named Helena and variations of it. Right. Helena. Definitely might. You know, different names. Yeah. 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 Actually, so, our guests have called you almost everything on the show. Uh, any way you can pronounce your name has been pronounced. I know. <laughs> so. I know. I get called Helen a lot. Yeah. Helen and Helene, which is okay. I like Helene, though. That's kind of a neat name, too. It's okay. I like Helena. <laughs> I do. I like my name. It's one of the, you know, there's, you know as women, we they're very... We often don't like things about ourselves, our feet or our hips or something like that. And Well, one of the things I do like about myself is my name. <laughs> the only <laughs> hips, thing, but that. My hips, not so much. <laughs> That's funny. So she's coming on today to talk about? Well, you know, the last time that we had her on, she had just started taking some side saddle lessons. Because oh, like cool. many of us, she is absolutely enamored with Downton Abbey, right? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. yes. And also... Coming back in ta- January, by the way, just saying. Coming back in January. January. Um, right in the middle of winter when there's nothing else to do up here in the Northeast except watch. Uh, Nabby. <laughs> I, I, I want to say Masterpiece Theater, but it's not part of Masterpiece Theater, but it should be. So she, so she started taking side saddle lessons and uh, has been doing really well. And she has this saint of a horse, Johnny, who she hunts. And um, so they had asked her, the, they, meaning her, her fellow um, hunting, fox hunting friends, had asked her to show up at a meet recently. Uh, side saddle because Boston Magazine was going to be doing a photo shoot and a feature article on the myopia hunt. Oh, cool. So we're going to talk to Sissy about <laughs> the challenges of making that happen because you know what? It's, we really are like the Real Housewives of Horse Radio Network. If, if, if any of you watch the Real Housewives franchise, which I, I love it. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. My favorite is the Real Housewives of New York. I, I don't have much patience for some of the others. I do like Beverly Hills. But, um, you know, honestly, if you look at Ramona and Sonia and Carol, even the whole new gang, we are the Real Housewives of the Horse Radio Network. So getting from point That's A to point there. B, right? <laughs> so getting to a meet alone is a challenge. Getting to a meet in a side saddle just makes it feature worthy. So we're, we're going to hear from Sissy and see how that all went. Terrific. And then uh, Lisa... Our account rep here at the Horse Radio Network actually uh, went to Ada for us and did some interviews. We played one or two of them here. Well, one of the interviews she did, we had to hold because we had to wait for the announcement. Well, the announcement's just come out, and it's about some, a good program that Weatherbeat is doing to do something good for horse adoption in the country. So we're going to hear about that later on in the show as well. And this week's episode is sponsored by Kentucky Performance Products. Let's hear from them, and then we'll, we'll hear your—I haven't heard this yet. We'll hear your interview with Sissy, just the two girls sitting there talking. 
Choosing a supplement can be confusing. How do you know which ones are right for your horse? Kentucky Performance Products will simplify your search for effective research-proven supplements that meet the challenges of today's horses. And this week's highlight product is Contribute Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement. The properties of omega-3 fatty acids benefit every system in your horse's body. Contribute improves breeding efficiency in mares and stallions. Maintains soundness and protects joints from damaging inflammation. Sustains a strong immune response in horses of all ages and decreases the levels of inflammation in your horse's body by sustaining adequate omega-3 fatty acid levels. Learn more about Contribute Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement and all the other products at kppusa.com. That's Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. Welcome back, Sister Finn. What you doing? What am I doing? I'm recovering from my very crazy day of attempted side saddle hunting. Day of attempted side saddle hunting. Okay, so it's the start of the fall season. It's not quite formal hunting season yet. We're we're roading right now, right? Yes, we're roading. We're roading. Okay. So that's not as hot and heavy as formal season where you're out for three hours and there's lots of cantering and stuff like that. This is just a little bit less intense, right? That's true. That's true. Okay. Now, um, you've been taking some side saddle lessons over the summer, and how are you feeling about those lessons? How's that going? Well, you know, I've always wanted to try side saddle. So I found a gal up here near I, where I live who is very talented, and she was willing to teach me. And she has a saddle and so forth, and she knows all the rules. And as we all know, I hunt because I like to get dressed up. So I thought, <laughs> oh, even better, I can really get dressed up, and I'll go and take a side saddle. So we started riding um, aside. And um, it, it went pretty well, um, walking, trotting, cantering, except when you canter to the left in a side saddle. It is quite a terrifying experience. Okay, so because uh, so, it's oh, your left leg that's up in the hook there, right? Both your left legs are hooked. Okay, so... And, so and I don't know okay. why the left is so bad, but it just is very bad. Okay, all right. So you've been doing ring work. Have you been yeah. outside of the ring in a side saddle? I have been outside of the ring in a side saddle. Um, my train, my side saddle trainer um, decided to, so that I would get more confidence um, in the side saddle that we should go out riding. And so... Um, Don't you love it when your trainer decides you need more confidence? <laughs> <laughs> so she takes me to what we refer to as the steeplechase field in uh, Bradley Palmer, which is a park up here. And it's a field that's probably, I want to say, about uh, a 10-acre field. Does that sound about right? You've been up yeah. there plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty wide-open field. And, and and that's not the big deal because I, I do fox hunt, and I'm not afraid to go gallop through a field. But, you know, sitting aside and uh, having your trainer say, okay, now uh, track down that hill in the field and then... Uh, canter down the hill and canter to the left and canter to the right, all these things. So what I ended up deciding ultimately at the end was that I really am not cut out for riding in the countryside saddle because it's just, I'm not brave enough. Yeah, yeah and you know, I would think that you're, it's kind of like snowboarding versus skiing to me. Like, it just seems you're kind of locked in there side saddle and you really need all those joints to be moving independently of one another especially when you're on natural terrain and you're up and down and and you're all that stuff you kind of want that flexibility in your left ankle and your right knee and your left hip you know yeah 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 there's none of that there's none of that and and they say you know of course i dive right into everything so when i decided okay i'm going to try side saddle i'm going to take a side saddle i not only start riding side saddle but on facebook i my quest is to find as many people that go aside as I can so I can pick their brains and see what they're doing and kind of get some good information. Um, so I've got friends in Ireland and England, and one of the gals that I have become friends with on Facebook is a gal named Susan Oaks, who recently broke the world, uh, the Guinness 
um, side saddle record, and she jumped six feet six inches. Wait a and minute! Then stop! Decided, stop! Oh, <laughs> she jumped how big? Six feet six inches. Okay, in a side, side saddle. saddle. Great. But then she decided that maybe wasn't enough. So a week later, she broke her own record. Of course, she did. <laughs> yeah, very very brave gal. Um, oh, she now has lost my train of thought. This is what I do. Um, I guess the long and the short of it is I'm really not brave enough to do it. Oh, oh, I know what I was, my point I was going to make. So I've gotten all this information from folks and their experiences and so forth. And the, the one thing that people say is riding um, side saddle, you are definitely more secure in your saddle. Yeah. And I believe that if you're in a ring or if you're going straight. Um, but if your horse goes down, mm. you're dead. <laughs> um, basically. Yeah. But you can't get out. And the horse that I'm hunting at this point is an older horse who is the most lovely horse. However, when horses get older, they get a little trippy. Right. And when you're out hunting, you have rocks and roots and all these things that are hazards anyhow when you're riding regular, um, never mind if you're out there side saddle. And in the back of my mind, I'm my own worst enemy. In the back of my mind, I keep thinking, if he goes down, I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> if he goes down, I'm dead. <laughs> so basically, I've decided I, I really am maybe not going to be cut out for side saddle Hunting. hunting, however, it is so fantastic. It's crazy. Well, I'm so jealous of anybody that can do it. You can still do horse shows, right? I mean, that now that's something that I know you're not big into showing, but heck, if you can get dressed up in side saddle and ride it and show it, do they have classes for side saddle up in your area? They don't, and there's actually myopia um, is having a show this weekend, and my trainer has been pushing me, pushing me to do a class this actually this Sunday. And, you know, I just don't think I'm ready. Um, and she, the one point, good point that she made, too, um, even though she's pushing, she said, they're not going to know what to do with you. You're going to, if you do an equitation flat class, you're going to go in it and you're going to be riding with all these other folks, but nobody's going to be riding aside but you. And equitation is based on the rider. And they may not really know what riding side saddle is supposed to look like because these are judges, at least in this kind of show up here, that they just may not know what to do with me. Well, so we, we, I guess that's the, we, that's kind of a common knows theme to, in your life. <laughs> nobody this knows is, what to do with this me. This is why anyway. we get along so well, Sissy and I. Now, okay, so I, I, I get that. So that kind of leaves. One last option for you, and because Sissy and I talk regularly behind the scenes, I know what's coming up. It's a parade, right? It is a parade. Actually, I'll back up for one minute. Okay. Um, so, as as you know, I've decided not to ride side saddle out hunting. Um, our hunt this past weekend, um, Boston Magazine was doing is doing an article on horse horses and so forth in the North Shore. I'm not sure exactly what the specific reason for this article in the magazine is. That, not that we ever care. Any, any horse sport or fox <laughs> hunting that gets exposure from a magazine, we'll, go, we'll take it all off. Hell, we'll stand out there in just our boots if we have to. <laughs> so I don't know about this whole thing. And uh, our masters have excused jackets for the month of August while we're roading because it's been so hot. But I, so I got an email on Friday. Thursday last week that said, um, I'm sorry that I have to renege on the whole no jackets thing, but Boston Magazine is going to be out filming us, and of course we'd like our myopia hunt to look its best, so please everybody come in your proper rat catcher attire. So again, I'm thinking, well, um, it's going to be really hot, it's supposed to be really hot, so maybe I'm not going to do it. But Friday afternoon, I got a call from a friend who really wanted me to go. But not only did she want me to go, but she wanted me to go side saddle, dressed in my rat catcher, for the Boston Magazine photo op. And I kept saying, "Well, I really I can't go out hunting because I'm just I'm not I'm not brave enough, and the you know the country's too great up and down, and I can't do it." Right. She said, "Oh no no no, just come, get dressed up, come for the photo op." So I went with a friend of mine, 
and um, we get to the schooling field and we have to hack over to um, to where the meet starts. And we're running late. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe I'll go for a little while. Maybe I'll go for a little while. I'll just put my big girl pants on and I'll just, you know, suck up and I'll do it. I can do it. I just am it's my own, on my own worst enemy. Right. So we get to the scoring field for a hack over and we're, everybody's late. So everybody just kind of gallops off. And there I'm standing on the ground <laughs> next to my horse with the side saddle on. And it's not as easy as just swing a leg over, you know. You can't hop on the wheel well of your trailer and go. No, which is so. a, a very common way. I mean, <laughs> I don't think I've, uh, yeah. <laughs> or vaulting it's yourself. Crazy. You can't just vault yourself into a side saddle like you can a regular saddle. No. So you're standing there. Okay, so you're standing there and everybody's late and people are coming galloping up and, and Boston Magazine is there and you're standing there with Johnny and your side saddle tack. Like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah, I've got a 15-minute hack from where I am to get to the meet, and the meet starts in 10 minutes, which is um, typically very prompt. However, it was beyond my control, (laughs) and everybody galloped up, except for one friend was in the distance, so I thought, maybe if I scream her name, she will turn back for me, and she did. I screamed at the top of my lungs to my friend Ashley, and she so graciously came back to me, and we packed over with a walk trot canner, which was all I could muster oh, because gosh. It, it, all the horses were just so frantic because everybody was in such a hurry. And so you're kind of thrown into it. So essentially you're, you're like, you're hunting without hunting. Actually you, you're in a side <laughs> saddle where the place where you really didn't want to be. And there you find yourself. <laughs> so we're tearing through the field. Then we have to go through the woods, up and down hills, around corners, through water, everything to get to this meet. We finally get to the meet. They haven't moved off yet. This, you know, miraculously, um, they're running. They're running a little late because the magazine's busy taking pictures and talking to people and so forth. But I roll in, and I know, Helena, you know this. I get red, red, red in the face when I am really hot and stressed. So I look like a crazy, beat-faced person. And here I'm thinking, Oh dear Lord, don't now, don't take my picture because I look like some kind of alien sitting side saddle on this horse. <laughs> Um, but in the end, I don't even know if anybody took my picture because I was so frazzled. And and then finally, the the you know the huntsman moves off, and I promptly just turn my horse up the hill and walk home. <laughs> like a true, like a true soldier, just walk home. Now, what does Johnny think of all this? He's you know, he, what's his deal? Is he like whatever? Let's just go, or you're good? I'm good. It's frantic. It's not frantic. I don't care what tack is. He on doesn't my back. care. He's just such a fabulous animal. Um, he didn't care. He just he just does what I ask him to do. God bless him. Oh. Um, and he, and when everybody moved off and the hounds go off and, and he was never jazzed up. It was me that was jazzed up, and the other horses were all jazzed up. And so when I when I decided I I can't even go like another ten feet on this horse and and try this hunting thing because I've just like you said hunted my way over there. Um. I thought, oh, God, Johnny, don't pull a fit now if we're going in the opposite direction. And he just walked away. <laughs> Took me back. The lovely animal. Yeah. So, okay. So, so. We'll, have to, we'll all have to check out the, the upcoming issue of Boston Magazine to see if Sissy made it into the glossy pages in all her, her side saddle glory. But, <laughs> and you know what? Something tells me there you will be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, I do have one picture of me that somebody took, and that's that's all I needed. And we're gonna put, we're actually gonna put that up on the Sable Scoop website, so you guys will get your first peek. Even if Boston Magazine doesn't feature Sissy, you will get a peek at what it looks like to be in rat catcher attire, mounted side saddle at the beginning of a hunt meet. All right, so that means then that that a parade is going to be oh, a cakewalk God. compared to that. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, we're having um, the parade. What's that? What's all? What's that? Well, the town of Hamilton, where we are, is having a little town parade. I really actually think that it's for the little league, for like the Boy Scouts. But you know, they'll have the fire engines and the whole deal. That's okay. And the myopia horses always take over Hamilton. (laughs) Exactly. The myopia hunt. I don't think has been in the parade for quite some time, quite a few years, Um, because a huntsman in the past had done. 
something very naughty. He had laid a line right down Main Street, and the horses and the hounds all went down Main Street. I don't even know if you know that story. So no, the I don't hunt know is kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and we won't mention the name of the huntsman, but it's a very funny, funny thing. And, and the, the hunter, really, I think, wasn't allowed to go down Main Street for a long time. But this year has Who allowed. Who lays a line down Main Street? Street? Wait a minute. Who lays a line down Main Street? <laughs> it was before Eugene sometime. And no. I don't. I know no. that. I, I know oh. that. Eugene would never. He would, no, he would never. But but, <laughs> wh- who in their right mind would, I guess, is the question. But, you know, then again, I met a few huntsmen who aren't really in their right minds. Some right. are absolutely brilliant. Some are absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but, all right, so anyway, I digress. So now, so, so Little League Parade, the hunt will get yeah. involved, and you and right. Johnny will be where? Well, so this is my chance. Well, let me back up a little bit. So because it's rat catcher, I couldn't wear my formal habit to this photo op because, you know, you, you wear that when it's formal season, which is the top hat in the whole nine yards. And actually, I wasn't, I, I was appropriately enough dressed, so my trainer tells me. Um, but in a perfect world, I would have had on, um, my attire would have been a brown apron, um, a tweed jacket and a brown bowler hat. But of course, I don't own all that fancy stuff, so I was just in my regular rat catcher attire. But in the parade, I'll be turned out in my formal attire with my top hat, my black apron, and my black um, cutaway jacket, which is so lovely, I have to say. Oh, gosh. Um, so I'm excited about the parade. <laughs> so, like you said, it will be a cakewalk. Well, yeah, no Absolutely. kidding. I, you know what? I've quote unquote hacked over to meets before. <laughs> it, right. It's, yeah, you're you're depending on who you're hacking over with. It, it's like, <laughs> it's a big fat race. It's a big fat race. Right. So definitely strolling down Main Street in Hamilton is yes a cakewalk. That that's not an exaggeration. Yeah. So um, okay. So now, will there be anybody else you think riding side saddle with you in the parade? Or are you pretty no. much it because you're the only brave soul who wants to go out there and do this right now? Well, I'm, I don't know if it's the brave soul. I think I'm like the only one crazy enough to get out there and do it up, up here. People, although folks, you know, back in the day, there were lots of ladies up this way that did ride and hunt side saddle and jump and go, you know, do all that amazing stuff. Um, but I am definitely, at least at this point, on a little boat by myself. <laughs> That's okay. It's a nice little rowboat, and the weather's nice, so yeah. enjoy it. Well, you know, too, it's yeah. it's um it's kind of nice to bring back some of these traditions that that do get lost. Sometimes we get so caught up in what's new, and uh-huh. uh, that we forget some of these nicer traditions. I I admit that I think it's impractical to ride side saddle in uh-huh. our world, in our in in our hunt country, because yeah. You know, it is kind of trappy. It's there are lots of roots. There's lots of rocks. There's you know clay-based soil. So it, it's kind of hard. Now, somebody who's really experienced will probably hear from side saddle people who say, "Oh, absolutely not." But if you're that's sort of sure. if, if you're a novice side saddle rider, absolutely, that's that's kind of tough to do. But um, yeah, I just think for the type of of hunting, pretty much, you know, unless you're down somewhere like in Aiken or down in, with Palm Beach Hounds where the sand, the footing is kind of sandy and soft, that might be kind of nice. But I think, oh, I think here, so. it's, it's definitely challenging. Um, so I well, don't know. I was making I give point, anybody, but... I give anybody a ton, a ton, a ton of credit that hunts side saddle. I have such an appreciation and so much respect. For anybody that rides side saddle at all, whether it's flat work, showing, anything, I really just have so much respect for it because it is difficult. It's very unnatural. It is. It yeah. is unnatural. And and it's and if you think about its origins, unfortunately, you know where where women were really, it, it was a very gender biased. I don't want to call it a discipline, but way of riding. And right. you know, um, but you know, if we could figure out a way. To ride astride and wear skirts. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be lovely? Well, you know, our, the host of uh, the co-host of the Western Radio Show, Tammy Srantz, she is a world champion um, cowboy mounted shooting. Wow. Person champion yeah anyway and they wear skirts and you can wear anything underneath that you want obviously you can wear britches or, right. or whatever but um 
part of their apparel of, you know, what's appropriate for them to wear, even while competing, is a skirt. So there's got to be a way for us to figure this out. Not that riding apparel isn't already handsome and totally lovely. So a while back, we had the Victorian Ladies Riding Society on, and they get all dressed up in their finery. And I know they ride astride. Some do ride side saddle, but they ride astride. So we're going to have to pick their brains and find out how we can get all fancy. Right. For the next parade. Maybe we'll just have a parade so we can ride in it. <laughs> Maybe they'll just let us ride every year in it now. If, we're beha- if we behave. If we behave. If well, we behave. All right, yeah, I'll tell you what. Get in good with the huntsman. Tell him no lines down Main Street, and we should be okay. I hope so. I hope so. But I want to talk about next weekend, Helena. We have oh, a big weekend, you and I. We have a big weekend. Next weekend coming up is there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, the Boston Equestrian Classic is having uh, their big event. There are parties on Friday night. There's hunting on Saturday. Yes. Which yes. I may be able to partake in. I'm trying to get You are training. coming. <laughs> I am coming. Um, you, typically, Myopia has a few guest horses that folks can take out. If you have some experience hunting or riding out in the country, then you can take out one of their guest horses. So Brody is not quite ready for hunting. I think he is going to make a fabulous field hunter someday, but he's certainly nowhere near fit even to ride out in the country. Uh, for Not even to ride out for an hour or two, but um, for the excitement. You know, he's he's kind of uh-huh. lazy. He's been doing up-down walk-trot lessons for two years. So, you know, once they get there, they're all up and, wow, this is fun. I'm with my friends. I get to gallop out in the country. I don't think he's fit enough for that kind of excitement. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, he'll uh, get there. He'll get there. Yeah, and we'd have to hack all the way up there. And that's, you know, that would be like a nine-hour hack. I don't think it would work. <laughs> That would be something. Yes, that would be something. So oh, I'm, my gosh. I'm hoping cool. to get out there and, and hunt with my good friend, Sissy. Um, and it's roading, so it's it's not all hot and heavy. We're not – they're not uh, – formal season, you know, as the season goes on with hunting, um, you know, in my, my OB is in particular, they start out really slow in the spring, uh, green horses and riders, and then they take a break for a couple of weeks in the heat of summer to do – they go out for some hound exercises to walk the hounds and – yeah. If you want to introduce your, your horse to hounds, it's a good time. And then they slowly start up. They, they add to the intensity of the hunt as the season goes on from September through Thanksgiving. So they're still at a pretty good place right now. I, I might be huffing and puffing a little bit. <laughs> Actually, our cubbing season starts next weekend. Cubbing is next weekend. Okay. So yeah. with a little yeah. change there. Yeah. But that's oh, still, just a little bit. It's still rat catcher, right? Yes, it is. It's okay. still rat catcher. All right. Uh, we still get to put on our our brown helmets and our all our all our good stuff. So it's it's going to be fun. Great, great. Well, it's I get I get fun. a chance to break out that beautiful hunter green tweed jacket that I bought at Rolex two years ago. Oh, it's been sitting lovely, there waiting lovely, for me lovely. to hunt in it. All right. Well, Sissy, thank you so much for another update, The Adventures of Sisyphan. We will keep you updated. I I will give a full report when I'm back, hopefully in one piece. (laughs) Hopefully my You're going to do great. And, um, yeah, we'll we'll wait to hear more about uh, The Adventures inside saddle and astride. Thank you very much, Sissy Finn. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye. Well, it sounds like you two did have too much fun. You guys are like peas in a pod. I know we are. We are. <laughs> and I, a picture. I, I'm going to post it on our on our show notes page of of Sissy riding side saddle. It, it's your twin. She's your twin. That could be you. She's. she's we're pretty close. Um, and you know the uh, well. I'm if I can get up there as we talked about. If I can get up there next weekend to hunt, hopefully myopia will have an available guest horse for me. Uh, then we haven't been hunting together in years. So I'm really looking forward to getting out there and it'll be uh, cubbing as she said. So we'll be cubbing together. I can hear hopefully. it now. My wife's <laughs> going to be coming into the room saying, you know, I'd like to take a little trip to Boston. Next yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We have, and it'll be perfect for Jen because it's like a whole new regime and it's just a new, fresh, wonderful group of people and i think it'll be a lot of fun and of course we all know the hunt territory up here so that's that's a big deal you know when you when you're hunting unknown territory you just you don't know what to expect but you know when i go back up there and get out on the the trails and the routes it's like 
I know where there's that big drop off. I know where the puddles are. You know, I know where the roots and the rocks are. So, um, yeah, we got to get Jen up here. Oh, God, yes. Thanks for the idea. <laughs> Jeez, I knew I shouldn't have said so- anything. <laughs> You're a horse husband. Don't you ever learn? I know. You think I would. One of these days I will. One of these days. Well, let's, uh, let's go to Lisa's interview with Weatherbeta. They, they have a terrific new program that they're doing to benefit uh, adopted horses here in the country. Uh, so let's hear about that. Okay, and this is Lisa Kemp for Horse Radio Network. We're here live at the Adish Trade Show, the American Equestrian Trade Show. Um, it's a trade show for the industry where a lot of business gets done. But here we're talk to we're here to talk to Gabriel Sperber from Weatherbeta about a nonprofit initiative that they're undertaking and a new program that they've just announced. Lisa, thanks so much for having us. Yeah, so um, so I'm really curious about this program, and you said it's a home for every horse. So tell me how this ties in with Weatherbeta and, you know, horse blankets. Certainly. Well, it's just been announced that a home for every horse is really taking off. But if you rewind about 30 years, uh, Weatherbeta was started under the values of protecting horses okay. and giving horses shelter from uh, the harshest environments, or even just flies under that. And what Weatherbeta has done is Weatherbeta has uh, joined in with a home for every horse to support giving every horse a home. And in the United States, there are about 170,000 horses that are currently without a home. And this may be due to abuse or neglect, or even as sad, uh, the unfortunate reality many of us have faced, that some people can no longer afford to take care of the horses that they have. Right, with the economic realities that we've just been through and there's a lot of horses without homes. That's exactly right. right. And Weatherbeta acknowledges this problem and uh, wants to work to find a solution. And A Home for Every Horse is a great organization that facilitates such. Uh, with that in mind, Weatherbeta will be donating a portion of all of our proceeds from any Weatherbeta branded product, whether it be fly masks or blankets for the dog or for the horse or sheets or whatever it may be, a fleece, and we'll be donating a portion of the proceeds from any Weatherbeta product to support a home for ev- the horses that are part of a home for every horse. And with that in mind, we'll be initiating our donation with 250 blankets to people who rescue horses. So that means the next 250 people who adopt a horse through a home for every horse will receive a blanket by Weatherbeta that has a patch on it that acknowledges a home for every horse. So how cool is that, that they, they adopt this horse and they've all of a sudden got a brand new blanket for their brand new horse? That's exactly right. right. And we, we recognize that to adopt a horse takes a lot. It takes a lot of financial investment. There's a lot of love that comes from that. Uh, but Weatherbeta really believes that every horse deserves a comfortable environment, protection from the elements, and loving care. And that's what we've provided people for 30 years. And we look forward to being a part of this charitable organization to help ensure that every horse deserves and receives the comfort, care, and protection. And A Home for Every Horse helps to make that happen. So tell me a little bit about the organization. So A Home for Every Horse is a governing body. It's basically like an umbrella organization, kind of like the Weatherbeta umbrella, that has many different adoption agencies under it. Currently, it's uh, close to 200 different adoption organizations under that, and they help to facilitate creating awareness of what horses are available, what horses are are right for the right person, and how to really adopt these horses at a great price, if next to nothing, uh, and to bring them home, and to give them a good and loving home. So it sounds like the organization is also helpful for the smaller rescues who may not have either the the skills or the, the funds to get the word out, and when they take horses in, you know, they have to find homes for them. So this organization also helps them um, helps them to find homes for the horses they take in. You're exactly right. That's exactly it. There's so many great people out there in the United States that either have adopted horses themselves or have fostered horses in the hope of finding that horse a home or 
run in small part, um, though with not small effort. It takes a lot of effort, an adoption organization. And what a Home for Every Horse does is allows them to have a, a bigger voice and greater outreach, and uh, we'll help to make that happen also. That's really cool. So um, beyond the first uh, 250, you said, 250 blankets, That's they're correct. going to, you know, these just to launch the program, then what's going to be Weatherbeat's ongoing commitment? Well, we intend to continue donating after that uh, as a portion of any purchase of a Weatherbeater product that's bought by an individual uh, will go to support this organization. So our commitment to A Home for Every Horse is intended for the long term, and we'll make every effort to make that happen. So when anybody out there goes to a local tax shop or even buys online any Weatherbeater product from equestrian collection or whatever the store may be, a portion of the proceeds will go to support A Home for Every Horse. And the people who buy Weatherbeater products are essentially the ones who help make this possible. If somebody wants to check out more about the organization or, or look at um, adopting a horse through them, what's their website? The website is ahomeforeveryhorse.com. Okay. Again, as www.ahomeforeveryhorse.com. And they can see the complete range of blankets at weatherbeta.com. And Weatherbeta has two E's. That's correct. Yeah, okay. W-E-A-T-H-E-R-B-E-E-T-A.com. Fabulous. Okay. So, um, Gabriel, just want to thank you for talking with us about this great new initiative and really appreciate it. And uh, in closing, just remind our listeners to, um, you know, we support Equine Rescue and, and giving every horse a home. And now you can uh, benefit a lot of the, uh, the new people who adopt horses, too. Thanks so much. Thank you to you and the Horse Radio Network. Thank you. Well, that's neat that Weatherbeater has taken the effort to do that, giving away that many blankets and really promoting uh, a home for every horse. Now, I hadn't I love heard of them. You, you said you had. Yes, uh, through Facebook. Oh, really? Okay. It's like my number one source for all things newsworthy, really. Huh. Um, yeah, a home for every horse. Really just, it, to me, it, you know, they're consolidating. There's all these issues. You know, there's the anti-slaughter issue, and then there's the retraining issue, and then the off-the-track issue, and this foundation, and, and that adoption agency and a home for every horse really just sort of consolidates all of that well terrific well it looks like they got some major league support in weatherbeater which is wonderful i'm glad to see weatherbeater stepping up and really doing something for the horse community they hey, they've got the power now you know they're yep. they're a big company they've got the cash and the resources great well, terrific. Well, good job, Weatherbeater. You know, we've known the people at Weatherbeater since we had our store back in the mid-90s. I'll never forget when we first went to Ada, actually, the Ada conference. It was held at the Sheraton Hotel, and, and this is in the middle 90s. It was held at the Sheraton Hotel in, in, in Valley Forge, not too far from where it still is held. But they had run out of room. The convention space wasn't that big. And they had run out of room, so they started using hotel rooms and clearing out the beds and everything and renting those out to the vendors. And that's what Weatherbeater was in the first time they came to the United States. They're real big in Australia, New Zealand. They're huge. They're, they're it down there. But when they first came to the United States, they took over two hotel rooms, and that's where we first saw the products from Weatherbeater was in these hotel rooms at the Sheraton. Wow. Uh, yeah. How many years ago was that? Oh, it was probably 96 97? Gosh, what year are we now? That's 16 years ago. I know, and that's when they first came to the United States. What a lot of people don't realize is they have one of the largest retail chains uh, of tax shops in the world down in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Um, They pretty much own the market down there and have for years. Well, no wonder they did so well at the games. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you, like nobody's been paying attention to Australia for how long and now suddenly, like they're getting busy down there. Remember when we first started Horse Radio Network, we had our stable scoop, we had our 12 stable scoop listeners. And then as our our listener base started to grow, we're looking at where the countries were. You know, it was like always obviously the United States, but then right there in second place was Australia. And then not far behind was New Zealand. And we're like, what is up with this? What? I think of them as like this remote island somewhere yes. in the South Pacific. <laughs> Stupid me. I know. I'm, I am a little dense like that. But, you know, and then suddenly they just come on the world stage and take over. <laughs> well, they yeah. are. Well, they're still our number two. Uh, Australia and New Zealand still our number two listening yeah. base. So hi, that, everybody that has, down there. That was not a fluke. We love our friends down under. Yep. Terrific. Well, this has been a fun show. Thank you so much for doing the interview with Sissy. It was so much, so much fun hearing you two, Gab. I, I see a new show on the Horse Radio Network 
you know, the the housewives, the horsewomen of of what can we yeah, call it? You work on that housewives. We can't call it housewives because then we'll probably get sued. Yeah, I know. Uh, we don't want to get that'd sued. Be bad. No. And we're just, yeah, we don't spend a lot of time in the house actually either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so we're gonna have to figure something out. The real girl's guide to something yeah just sit there and gossip for an hour get four 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 horse women together and that's the whole show they just sit there and gossip for an hour and that's what we do you know what if all of us could if we could spend all of our time in the barn that's exactly what we do we'd be sweeping stacking hay chatting someone would run out for coffee someone would be grooming their horse that's we could do that all day long seven days a week Right? There's seven yeah. days in a week. And then, 365 and then, days a year. And then there's that little problem of making money and the kids and the house and the husband. Ugh. <laughs> you're, you're right. Yeah. Fine. Well, well then, you know what? We can talk about what we would like to do. There you go. And you those little moments, those little moments that we actually get out there and ride, those will be all the more special. If you all had a choice, you would live in these little horsey communes in the middle of Nebraska someplace, and it would just be all the women living in the house together, and they would have no responsibilities and no life except for their horses. Maybe our kids. Maybe we'll bring one or two of our kids with us. They can be kind of fun and entertaining every now and again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Helena. And everybody, enjoy your holiday weekend this weekend. I keep forgetting about Labor Day. You know, Labor Day is one of those holidays, Helena, that after you get out of school or if you don't have any kids in school, you forget about. You do forget about it. And you know what's funny is, you know how there's that fashion rule, you really shouldn't wear white after Labor Day? Yes. Well, I... I don't, I pretty much don't wear white all summer long. And then when Labor Day holiday comes, I'm like, I got to get that white shirt. I have to wear it at least once. (laughs) I always end up wearing white on Labor Day because I've forgotten all year long to wear it. Well, that's, that's the one color that most horse girls don't even want to wear. Exactly. It's like, we don't want to wear white. Don't want to wear white. Hey, I also wanted to mention our friends over at Equitrekking. Uh, good friends, Darley over there and Karen, who works for Karen actually writes for Equitrekking for the blog. Mm-hmm. Um, she called me up and actually interviewed me for a story they were doing. So mm-hmm. it just came out and it's on Equitrekking.com. Go to their blog and it's called the Horses of the Renaissance Festival. Um, and it's all about, she actually went to a Renaissance festival or two and, and, uh, hung out with the, with the jousting troupe. And of course, most Renaissance festivals have theatrical jousting troops. They're, you know, it's pretty much professional wrestling for, for the horse, for jousting, uh, right. where it's, it's, you know, it's, it's choreographed. Um, so she spent some time there and she knew we had been involved in, in Renaissance fairs and owned an acting company for a lot of years. So, so she interviewed us for the article, too. So that's come out, and it was kind of a fun article and takes a look at, at, at all of that. And, um, and she really does address the problem, or not the problem. She really does address, you know, how they take care of their horses. And uh, I do have to say that they're, the only ones I've ever seen get hurt at a Renaissance festival are the riders. You never see the horses get hurt at a Renaissance festival. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, Renaissance festival is a little bit different. That's a little bit more like... I put them in the same category as like Cavalia and the yes. performing horse. They're performers, you know. Right, they're, they're performers. They're, they're Arabian is... Nights and you know medieval times. Uh, yeah, and yeah. it's a little bit more um, uh, intimate relationship with their horse versus like you know the carriage driving. Yeah, sort because of thing. If, if their horse gets hurt, they don't have a show the next day. You know, so it's like <laughs> well, that true. That's yeah, true, true too. But you have to have a very very good relationship with your horse to perform that way. So there's an emotional there. bond. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a much deeper emotional bond with that type of with the, that type of working horse. Do you think that the, the the jousting horses all go back in the barn after and say, "My dumbass rider fell off again." Did you see? Oh that? my god, yes. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Did you see yeah. how I dumped him into that post? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Idiot can't sit the trot. Say. <laughs> you know they're doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Helena. Don't forget, you can hear all of the shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. You can, uh, by the way, I just have to put a plug in that uh, Samantha of the Eventing Radio Show is now over in England with her co-host, John, and they are covering the show at Burley over there. So that's going on this weekend. Big, big show in England, uh, an event. And you'll hear all about that next week on the Eventing Radio Show. 
and Blenheim is coming up as well, right? A couple weeks. Blenheim will be here in a couple weeks, too. Yep. Weeks, Blenheim, yes, did okay. you see the pictures of the house and stuff at Blenheim? Oh, I know. And it our good... kind of reminds me of the of the uh, of that show we watched. Of Downton Abbey. Yeah. I know. I know. Our, our good friend uh, Kat Voilock from Draper Therapies, one of our sponsors, is going to be there. At, at Blenheim? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm jealous. I know. I know. I know. I'm like, Nobody oh. ever pays our way to go over there. Okay, this is an official <laughs> announcement. We would like free travel accommodations to anywhere outside of Ocala or Boston. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll be happy to promote you all day long. We are yeah. we are selfless that way. We will plug whatever you want us to plug. Just <laughs> we put have us no on a shame. <laughs> no, we don't. We have no shame. We never have. <laughs> yeah, we've never even said we had shame. So it's not like no, we're right. faking. At it. least you exactly. At least we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, have we tried to say goodbye about five times now? Yeah, we did. We Why did. don't you? And, and I can't. I can't remember the cool closing. Not um, so new closing that we had. Something about scooping. Well, we first we want to tell people that they want to log on every Friday for a new episode of Stable Scoop. All of our episodes are archived at stablescoop.com, so you can go back and listen to those. You can go back and listen to the entire library through your MP3 player, your iPod. Uh, for more details about today's show, again, go to stablescoop.com. We love to hear from you. Please don't leave us hanging out here. Find us on Facebook. Send us your comments. You can send email to Glenn. You can send email to me. Our contact information is all on our Facebook page. And we must, of course, say thank you to Kentucky Performance Products for sponsoring this silliness. And I want to sue, by the way, I need to call my lawyer because I need to sue the scoop.it website. Because they stole our name. They did? We had it first. Scoop it? Well, we had scoop. That's close enough. I think that's... that. Isn't scoop in the dictionary? You can't, like... Apple would sue them. That's Apple. We're just me and you. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, happy... Uh, What budget? Bigger budget? (laughs) You need a budget to begin with in order to make it bigger. (laughs) See you, everybody. Have a great week and be safe. Bye.